Hello and welcome to On My Ex Podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Joe and I am here to talk about some more gaming stuff. So let's get into it. So there was some actual big-ish news kind of sort of this week. Um, one of the other things that uh, one thing that I discussed last week was Phil Spencer had somewhat from Xbox, head of Xbox, had alluded to a potential August event. And it seems like he also hinted at it in an interview again this week. And um, it seems like it's probably going to happen. Um, there was that all the stuff with with him talking about it and then that controller leak that some Microsoft employee apparently had at a party and somebody took a picture of it for, it was white, uh, new Xbox controller. So that kind of leads people to think that the new one, the white one is going to be for the one at, uh, I'm sorry, the series S. So we'll see about that. But, um, ideally it's just a lot of reports and rumors that they're going to have another, another August event show off. I don't know what they'd show off. Um, maybe some third party stuff that hasn't been shown already. And again, ideally the price, because here it is, beginning of August, and we still don't have a price for either console yet. So that would be ideal, and uh, that way people can actually kind of maybe save some money and prepare for the release of these these consoles that are coming up. But again, no confirmation yet, but we shall see. Um, additionally, I was reading today that... Sony, well, they announced it. They're going to have a state of play event. And it seems like everybody was excited. They're going to show off all these other games and stuff. But apparently they are only going to show PS4 stuff, which seems kind of odd. But uh, they apparently aren't going to show any new games there. But they might have another event in August. This whole, you know, pandemic thing has made it very strange with how companies announce what they're doing and... Instead of just having one event, there's a bunch of little ones. So it just keeps it, it's a little bit different. So uh, same with them. Uh, they need to announce the price, but that's what's in the rumor is that in some part of the state of play, they would announce the price allegedly for this new console. But there was somebody, I read it on, I believe it was, uh, oh, I saw it on YouTube actually, um, about a Twitter user who posted all this information uh, from 4chan, so take that for what it's worth, of course, about their Sony's next event. And it would be another event in addition to the one about PS4 only where they would discuss the price. And it, it lists specifically what games are showing, the length of the trailers, if it's gameplay or not, and... Uh, at the end of this list, it shows just PlayStation. It basically just says that in overview. So in that, it's assumed it would say the price of the console because that's kind of important and the release date. So some of the games that list are Red Dead Redemption 2, like Next Gen, which would be pretty cool, actually. Uh, Ratchet and Clank and actual gameplay footage because, again, we haven't seen any of that. And... Um, uh, gosh, a bunch of some other games, but nothing nothing really seemed all that great. Uh, oh, the next Call of Duty was supposed to be announced with uh, some gameplay and, and such, which the crazy thing about Call of Duty actually is usually by this time of the year, uh, what are we in, August, 
they've already shown the game. You, they've already at least announced the game. So typically what uh, Activision likes to do is they like to announce their Call of Duty games, at least the last few years, during NBA playoff game. And there was one year, I think it was for Black Ops 3, when uh, James Harden was wearing uh, seen wearing the hat and the game hadn't been announced yet. And then during one of the games, they showed it off, the trailer for the game. So everybody thinks it's probably going to be something similar to that. Um, but anyway, I think I think they'll probably do that same thing because basketball just resumed. And by this point, again, the game's usually been announced and there's been some campaign trailers and you know what the game is. But again, because of pandemic, everything's pushed. And basketball just started this last week. So I can see them showing, you know, maybe if this event happens, showing it uh, some first footage of it during that event and then some more of it during some NBA game. I would think I could see them doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be too, too surprising. So that's that seems pretty likely to me. But other than that, it was was anything all that great. But we'll see. I, I, again, it'd be kind of nice if they announced the release date and price and because, I mean, goodness, if you wait till September, that's pretty close to anything. And I would imagine they want to get it out before then. And if Microsoft has their event, it seems like yet another game of chicken for these uh, an event between these two companies. Because Microsoft has said they're having one. I don't think they've announced when, and as has Sony. But nobody's announcing when. And it seems like this these events would be the time that they would tell you the price of the consoles. And so it seems as though they're... Again, waiting for one of them to go first, announce the price, and the other one can, you know, maybe act accordingly if that's what they're waiting to do. So we'll see. I think something will happen this month for sure. And and if so, I can let you guys know what I think about all of it. So next up, this was actually just announced yesterday. I read on IGN that, and it's everywhere, that in the new Avengers game coming from Crystal Dynamics, that Spider-Man is going to be in the game, which is cool. That's a plus. But they announced it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. And which means if you have it or you're going to get it, pre-ordered it, whatever, on the Xbox or the PC, then you are not, you can't have access to the content. And that really sucks because I don't really care. The whole exclusives thing is um, it gets kind of silly because... I get the games. Games should be exclusive to certain consoles. I, I understand that. Um, but I, um, the approach is so... For things like that, Destiny did it with certain strikes that were only available on the PS4 and certain weapons that were only available for... Even if some of it was timed, but a whole year, it's like, man, that's such a long time for a game. And the exclusive stuff just... It just doesn't... I just don't think it's a good thing for the... It just doesn't look good, right? It's just not a good look, I don't think. If you have the console, then you're you're fine. That's happy. But especially for a character like Spider-Man, it's not like a costume or a skin. It's an actual character. And I'd say arguably the face, the character Spider-Man has been the face of Marvel Comics and Marvel just in general, superheroes for many, many, many years. He's so popular. And those, I mean, you could even say that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies that came out in 2002 and three, whenever it came out early two thousands were basically the launching pad for, you know, um, 
comic book movies. I know uh, X-Men came out in, I think, 2000, the first one. But again, nothing has that appeal like Spider-Man. I don't know what it is about him, but people love Spider-Man. And to have that big main character not even in the game available for two-thirds of your audience is just just kind of crap, I think. And, you know, Sony, a company can pay money for it, and Sony has the movie rights to Spider-Man, but it just it just rings kind of kind of shallow and and I just don't think it's a good thing exclusives like that because it just kind of you know says yeah this two thirds of our audience we don't really care about you we you know made this deal and only one part of you gets it and it's just kind of just kind of shady stuff you know like I said games are exclusive they should be because you know first party studios make games for the systems I get that but characters for a third party that's when stuff gets kind of shady to me and even in the 360 days when the 360 was bigger console than PS3 the a lot of the Call of Duty stuff was exclusive to their console they got map packs and DLC stuff I think it was like a month early so even back then it's not good because again you know how whatever portion of your audience doesn't get to play it for a while so it's just it just seems kind of dumb to me but i understand how it works Sony paid some money and and they wanted it and they got it. So I guess if you want to get that game and play Spider-Man, you better be playing on PS4. Otherwise, you're kind of SOL. So moving on from there, Microsoft also announced yesterday, I think it was, that they, the Xbox, um, xCloud rather, is coming September 15th to all Xbox Ultimate subscribers. So I've had been in the whatever I, I don't know if it was beta, whatever the program was for xCloud for, I've had it for close to a year or whenever they start doing it. And it actually worked really well. Um, I just literally downloaded the app. I got a, one of my older Xbox one controllers, not, I use the elite series two. So that one, I just didn't want to pair that to my phone cause it's just a pain. So anyway, I used another Bluetooth one and you just pair it to your phone and you just play the game. And it actually worked exceedingly well. Like I even played Halo 5 online for a little bit. The latency was almost pretty much non-existent for a multiplayer game. And it looked really good. It ran well. I was like, I was really actually impressed with that. I'm personally not into the gaming like that. In the commercial for it, they showed there's like this little controller for your phone. You stick it in and uh, <laughs> there's uh, the peripheral for your phone that sticks on top of the Xbox controller so you can play it right there. And, uh, I mean, it's a cool idea. I don't know if anybody would use that as their primary way to game, but it's nice that it's there. And especially that you don't have to pay anything extra for it. You have Xbox live ultimate and you have it. It's just there. You download the app and you're good to go. So I think that's a cool feature. And the fact that you can play, I mean, it'll be whatever Game Pass games. I They said Master Chief Collection is going to be on there, which is a massive amount of games. Halo 5, all the Gears games, every all 13 of them, and a bunch of other games. Ori, um, and it's just, it's pretty crazy. It's not just first-party stuff. So I think it's a good system, especially when you see like Stadia, where it doesn't work well. That whole thing, you get to buy in. You don't really, uh, you have to like buy the game, but you don't own it. It, it, whereas xCloud, you pay for the the Xbox Live Gold and you have it, and you're just playing it. I know you don't own the games, but 
you know, if you already have X, you're not going to have Xbox Live Ultimate unless you have Xbox Live already. So I, it's not like it's this huge buy-in. So it's more of a an add-on to what you already have if you're in the ecosystem. So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, we'll see how many people actually end up using it, but it's a, I think it's a pretty good feature. So that launches September 15th and I'll probably try it out again some more and, and, uh, maybe play Halo, uh, Master Chief Collection just to try it out. Also, there was, uh, um, announcement from 343. This is last week that Halo Infinite, it leaked like the day before they announced it. So there was some leak on Twitter and whatnot there. The multiplayer was going to be free for Halo Infinite. And then the next day, not even like 24 hours later, 343 announced that the multiplayer is, that's true. In fact, it's it's uh, going to be free for everybody. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I was going to get the game either way. I have Game Pass, and I'm kind of a weirdo with Halo specifically. I might actually buy it physically just so I always have a disc because I've done that with everyone. So... Uh, but the fact that multiplayer is free, that's, that's pretty cool. Just more people playing, especially with cross platform. That's going to be nice. It's just people everywhere playing. I think that's fantastic. I mean, it depends on anytime there's the quote free multiplayer. There's always got to be some monetization somewhere. They also said in their update that there will be no money loot boxes, but if you play Halo 5, there were no, there weren't quite loot boxes. They were called rec packs, and you could buy it for in-game stuff for your Spartan and all this crap. So I don't know if they'll do that, but there's probably going to be a battle pass type of thing, which you know they have to do because again the game's free for multiplayer, so they have to make money somehow. So I don't, uh, you know, I don't get on for that. But as long as it's not kind of shady stuff, and and I don't think it will be. You Microsoft for the last two years, everything they've been doing has been consumer first. So I assume that the the rec packs and stuff, if the battle pass is like any other battle royale one, just be cosmetic stuff. But I mean, we'll see. But either way, as long as the, the game has the standard good, fun arena shooter aspect to it, I will be pleased. And uh, even if it looks exactly the way it did in that first gameplay trailer, the gameplay's fun and it, it runs well. That's all I really want. Um, they announced it'll be running it. You can run it 4K 120, the multiplayer. Uh, so, you know, that that's cool. I just want it to run smooth. As long as it's smooth, I don't really care, honestly. Um, I mean, like, Titanfall, those games didn't look the greatest. And they ran smooth, though. They were very smooth, and that's why they're so fun. Same with Call of Duties up until Modern Warfare. They've never necessarily been graphical powerhouses, but they run well, and that makes a huge difference. And I would think most people, uh, console gamers are different, unfortunately. They seem to value like 4K graphics and stuff over gameplay, but um, that's what mo most people should be into as long as it runs steady. And smooth, that's all you can really hope for. So that'll be exciting uh, whenever Halo Infinite comes out. Um, another news from Sony was they announced that yesterday that the PS5 will not allow the use of the PS4 controllers for PS5 games. So you can play, use a PS4 controller for PS4 games on your PS5 
but you they're not backwards compatible. And the reasons are because the PS5 games, you know, they need to use the haptic feedback and the controller and the trigger. So when you pull a bow, you'll feel it because every game has that. Or when you rev an engine, it's different and you'll feel the dirt. And, you know, the, the Elite controller has haptic feedback and no game really uses it. They just don't. And the only games in the, that'll use it would be first party ones. I remember playing Uncharted. God, it must have been the first one. I think it was the first one came out in PS3 and it had the motion control and you would walk over a log and you had to balance Drake, Nathan, uh, Drake with the controller and everything. This is so stupid. I just want to walk and you can turn it off. And that's how it is with most games. Nobody's going to implement that. I mean, do you think call of duty, the next one that's, that's coming out is going to sit there and implement some haptic feedback in the rumble and everything. Take the time to do that. No, and that's what's going to utilize are just first party, which admittedly Sony has a lot more first party than Microsoft does, uh, more quality games. But it's not that – it just sounds like an excuse to me for them to so they can just sell more, more – make more money and sell uh, controllers, which, you know, you can't – you can't get mad at a company for wanting to make money, but it's just at least allow it. You know, that's that's the best thing Microsoft has done. Again, everything they've done in the last few years has been very consumer friendly. The new controller, it has a, you know, a few additions to it, but you could buy a, an Elite Series 2 controller today, use it on your console now, and play it on your new Series X, and you're good to go. And I think that's so much smarter to me. And uh, it's... it's uh, it just seems silly to me. It's not even allowed to do that. And uh, ironically, Microsoft this morning tweeted out this just a kind of a tweet, just clapping back at Sony, saying that oh, it's forwards compatible. You buy a controller, it plays on all Xboxes, PC, Android, everything. So, which is kind of nice. It's kind of a dig. But I think this whole this whole uh, like mindset is different with these two companies. It's so different because. Microsoft seems to be evolving more seemingly. We'll see if it works out with the times as far as um, the consumer-friendly things like a service, which I don't really like games as a service necessarily, but I, how they do it, it seems like it could work out where Sony is sticking to, hey, we have a new console. The, the controller has to look different. has to be different. And it only works for this one. And that to me just seems very you know, like more old school. That's how it used to be because you change your controller because you were improving on it. But arguably this controller, like the triggers are the same where if you put it down, it fast forwards, rewinds, or engages the, the triggers on it. The sticks are still not offset. And I'm sorry, but offset sticks are best. The ones that are the same are garbage. And yeah, it looks, it looks okay. But, and, and even that middle little touchpad, Games, what do games use it as? They use it as like a map button in, a, in an open world game. You tap it for a map button. So it's basically just a start select button. And, you know, again, first party might use it more, but it's just not going to be utilized. I mean, you just have to look no further than Nintendo. All of their stuff. I mean, how many niche things have they come up with? Like the motion controls and even the, the Switch has some. And the the initial trailers for it showed like ice being poured into a cup and you can feel the difference with the haptic rumble in there and nobody uses it. It's just not used. I mean, even Nintendo doesn't really use it. So 
it's just not something that's going to be used. That those those things are gimmicky, and they put it in there to make it sound like this controller is great and revolutionary. But I just don't think it's going to be utilized that much, and that's that's just the way it's going to be. So you know, again, it just seems like the complete different mindset between the two companies. And I don't know if anyone's right or wrong, but we'll find out which one uh, ends up working out better. But all I know is, like right now, if you're a PlayStation fan. And you're thinking, man, like, let's just say you, you want a controller and you're like, well, why would you buy one now? But you need one. You're not going to buy it because it's not going to work. So you're just kind of sitting there waiting and it just, uh, it just seems kind of hokey. But I guess we'll, uh, we shall see what happens. Yeah, all right. So wrapping up, I'll just go into what I've been playing. So I'm think I'm close to the end of Origami King, Paper Mario. It's pretty fun, I guess. The, the, uh. The jokes are kind of funny. The gameplay itself is okay, like I've said, but I'm getting close to the end. There are some some parts, some bits that were kind of annoying with how you had to access like this one part section of the game near the end, and it was like a game show, and you had to answer stuff, but it just, man, it was just tedious because it ended up being like the battle system where you had to line stuff up, and you were timed, and it just, it just wasn't that, it just wasn't fun. It was just kind of tedious. Like I just wanted to get through it. But I think I'm near the end. I'll beat it, and uh, and we'll see. Like I said, it was I got it for my birthday, so um, it was worth it. it. It's fun. I mean, it's a Mario game, so they're okay. But I just wish it was a little bit more traditional. But the game I really want to talk about is Grounded. That came out on PC and Xbox in game preview, and that game is it's so it's just I don't know why it's so fun, but it is. Me and my friends have been playing it a ton, and it's it's fun to play it's just a silly game where you're like smaller than an ant you're super tiny and you just build a base and you go out and you don't really do anything like the main quote story in this open this preview is very short and then you're just kind of just left your own devices like explore kill these giant spiders ants everything and when you first start it's tough, like building a base. These ants destroy it. You got these freaking wolf spiders that jump out and just kill you in one shot. And but it's fun. It's fun to sit there with your friends and like build a base. And, and we're even um, we're building our base. We finally got it like a decent size. We made a second story. And our one friend decided he wanted to make a room for himself in the base. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So he made a room. And then my other friend uh, was making his room. And they kept basically one-upping each other. It was like keeping up with the Joneses. Like, oh, I put these windows. Oh, fuck, I'm going to put these windows in mine. It's been, it's been so funny because, again, we're just staying up. Like I said, until after two, playing this game, I just can't. It's, it's weirdly addicting because you don't really do anything. I don't know what it is. Like when I'm done recording this, I think I'm going to hop on and see my friends available. We'll play. But we're not like doing missions and everything yet. And, again, it's in game preview, so... They have a bunch of stuff they're going to add, like hot fixes, because it's buggy. I mean, when you have too many enemies that spawn in the whole map, your game just runs like crap. And granted, I'm playing on Xbox, PC, it might not, but it just kind of runs crappy. Uh, when you chop down grass, the big blades fall, and there's like five or six pieces which you have to pick up to make your fort or your base. And then there's also the little grass pieces that fall every time, and... Uh, it just clutters the map, but and it persists. So unlike Sea of Thieves, it um, stays on the map when you log out and log in. But it's a fun game. I definitely recommend playing it. It's it's slow paced. It's kind of goofy, but I think it has potential. A lot of potential. Something that 
you can keep and just come back whenever they add updates and play it. Um, kind of like Sea of Thieves as well, another game that I love. So, But yeah, I'd, I'd recommend playing it. Um, if you haven't, again, it's free, so no, no reason not to just give it a shot. It's a little hokey, a little, little janky, but nothing's wrong with a little jank. So especially they keep updating it and adding to the mystery of the storyline that they're kind of teasing. So, But that's about it for this week. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I do really appreciate it. I hope that you can follow me on Twitter, on my X 17 Send me an email. Same name, on my X 17 at Gmail for suggestions, tips, anything you want. I can read some questions from anybody. Still haven't gotten any uh, emails yet, <laughs> shockingly, but we're getting there, I think. And uh, just trying to grow this thing, see if it goes anywhere, and uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Have yourselves a nice day.